thank you for your attention and we hope you enjoy your flight. All right, fire away. And welcome back to the galley gang. This week, the galley had to be modified for a T-Rex. My recent surgery and experience with small town healthcare has inspired this week's conversation about the taboo, the mainstream, and everything in between. Settle in as we discuss if bigger is always better. I'm Maya. Kat and I are inviting you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. So give me the goods. How are you feeling, Maya? I'm feeling pretty good, all things considered. We'd all heard those horror stories about post-breast yes. reduction surgery, but other than feeling a little bit tender and like I've been sliced and diced, I'm feeling pretty good. A lot like a T-Rex, but um, I can put my own pants on now, so yay for that. That's a win. That's a win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So did you want to fill in the listeners a little bit of what, about what you told me prior to us hitting record about your experience? Because they know that you were going in or do you want to leave that out? Oh, it doesn't matter. With just what I, how I'm recovering, you mean? Yeah, how you're recovering. I am actually doing really well recovery-wise. Um, I know a few of our listeners have actually checked in because they knew that it was coming up. So they've been messaging. So this is going to be repeat information for them. But I'm actually doing really, really well, guys. We are three days post-op for me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three full days post-op. Other than being quite tender and itchy, I am pain managing with Tylenol and Advil and right. able to do a lot of things on my own. I'm, I'm not able to do a lot of things that I didn't expect. Like what? Can you give an example of what you're Tying my own shoes. Interesting. And is it, you can kneel down to do I can, it, but I can kneel down to do it. It's the pulling, the pulling, the, the pulling to tighten the laces. It's with pulling in a chair. It's the pulling in that pectoral region. I've been a busty girl for most of my life. So I've hidden behind my arms, crossing my arms this morning, sent me to my knees in agony. And who would have known, right? You wouldn't expect Never it. Thought. Little things like I've been so accustomed to using my chest to straighten my phone or if something's sliding out of my hand, I just use my chest, try to do that. And it is agonizing. So, but still it's pain manageable with Tylenol and Advil. That's it. Good girl. And you know what I was picturing when you were saying uh, you use your chest to do things? I'm like, what? Like start the car, open a washroom door, do some laundry, change a flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly, they've got a life of their own. You use what you're given. <laughs> That's right. Put it to the best of your advantage. Exactly. So yeah, no, my, my recovery has been pretty good little things that I never thought that I'd be unable to do like pushing a shopping cart I thought that that would be my job at the grocery store I knew I wouldn't be able to carry anything home mm. so I was like I can push the cart at least nope can't push a cart nope. can't do that either can't do that. and what are the things that you expected not to be able to do that surprisingly you can do I wasn't expecting to be able to drink out of a coffee cup okay but I do choose lighter coffee cups so that helps I wasn't expecting to be able to wipe myself. I mm -hmm. thought my mom and I were going to get to know each other really well. And I've been able to do that. So that was a huge win. The first time I went to the restroom and I was like, I did it myself. Yay. It's like being four years old all over again. <laughs> but in a lot of ways it is because I have to ask somebody to tie my shoes for me, put my jacket on, take my jacket off. I can zip it up. I just can't get my arms in it. <laughs> 
And what was interesting for you to tell yeah. me before we hit record was that you can actually put pullover sweaters on. They're easier because I can do them with T-Rex arms. Right. As mm-hmm. opposed to a button-up right. shirt. And we kind of thought the completely opposite we, the other we day. We for sure we were. Just before I had surgery, Kat and I connected and we went looking for comfortable, easy access things for me for post-surgery. And we met some amazing ladies along the way. And we had a eye-opening experience that I am actually finding pullovers much easier to wear. And there were so many cute pullovers we saw we there that day. We saw so many and I could have bought all of them. And I was like, nope, they're going to be too tough. Little did, did I know. On. Little did I know. But back to the amazing ladies that we met. We yes. met some incredible, incredible ladies. One sticks out the most and her name is Solit. Solit. And what does Solit mean? Did she say she was from Eatria, I think? Yes. Um, it means traveler. And both Maya and myself, Got and of goosebumps. course it does, <laughs> because we just bonded with this girl, Solit, and we're flight attendants. And she was just so sweet and just so, such a doll. You're amazing. And thank you so much. Oh, my, my husband and my dog just walked back into the house. I, I heard the door. I heard the August lock. Actually. I'm going to take off her collar so we don't hear it. Hi, you miss your mama. Here you go. Here you go. All right. Sorry about that, buddy. Okay. Yeah. So Salit was amazing and she was a big help to you, Kat. And she sure was. Um, just very knowledgeable in her product. I don't know what you're product knowledge. I think she was very knowledgeable in that. She but. sure was. And open and so much fun to talk to. Yeah. She was a doll. Hope you're listening and having a wonderful day, Salit. And yes. we will come see you soon. Thanks again, Salit. That kind of ties into this topic of conversation. I think both you and I were surprised by the level of customer service that we were getting that day too. We were, we even discussed it a little bit, yeah, right? It was, because. we're in a big city. That particular place that we were at can be a overwhelming shopping environment. Even during COVID, it can be an overwhelming shopping environment. So for us to experience people taking the time to actually yes. find out what we needed and find us options that worked and being patient and so accommodating. We don't always get that kind of customer service in bigger cities. I was just going to say, and our city is very well known for horrible customer service. And very has well been known. like very well known for it. And it's, it's almost alarming. You expect terrible customer service. So that coupled with me having my surgery in a smaller town led to city mouse country mouse city mouse country mouse today's subject do you remember that story from when you were a kid? i do not when i saw the title of the episode i thought oh that's cute and quippy um i think it's technically a fable but without having a and the moral of the story is okay but basically it's two mice one lives in the town and one lives in the country. So I think it was originally called Town Mouse, Country Mouse. And Country Mouse invites City Mouse or something to come visit. And they see the differences in the way each one lives. And they're envious of the lifestyle of the other. And Country Mouse is very envious of City Mouse. And City Mouse is like, why? I live in fear all day, every day of the cat because the cat had killed his mom and dad. So it's ah. there's good and bad to both. So my surgery was in a much smaller 
hospital, then it was actually a health center. It's not even technically a hospital. So I didn't even overnight. They do have an emergency department. So it is technically a hospital, but it's like I didn't overnight there because they just don't have the beds to overnight. So my surgery is was in the ophthalmology department. And I think I sent you a text. What? Yes. Yeah. So day surgery and ophthalmology were in the same spot. Oh my gosh. I was the youngest patient by... 20 to 30 years minimum. You did say that. You did text me that. You clearly were the youngest patient I was patient the youngest there. patient there. It was very evident. But the first thing I noticed was the moment I walked through those doors, everybody greeted me. Really? And smiled, even though they had the ma- their masks on. Everybody greeted me. Everybody said good morning. Everybody asked, genuinely asked how I was doing today. And you're thinking in comparison to the way that we have city life here in a major city, very and different. That doesn't happen. Very right. different. Very different. Very different. And when you're going in for surgery, or the only other time that I had that kind of kindness, for lack of a better term, in a hospital environment was when I was dealing with a cancer center. And that's a different, right. different experience. But this one, but I've lived in a big city for so long, I've forgotten how small town life feels and small town Canada feels. So it was interesting to be in that community versus here. You've lived mostly in cities though, haven't you? Yes. However, I was born in a town, Mm -hmm. but I've lived in cities and major cities for a lot of my life. And when you were traveling overseas, did you live mostly in bigger cities or were you in smaller towns? Yeah. Yes. So I was in London, Paris is where I mainly lived Mm -hmm. and the Canary Islands, Mm -hmm. but that was a big city on an island. Exactly. Yeah. So those are the places that I did live that were bigger, the smaller places like Manchester. Yeah. But even still, that's like Mississauga versus Toronto. It's not like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's still very much bigger city feel where you still have all the amenities within relative ease of a bigger city. Absolutely. So did you go back to the smaller town much as a kid or? No, 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 we visited once in a while. So I was born in the small town and raised there. John Cougar Mellencamp. So I'm just getting into my head. Yeah. (laughs) Or for the next generation, I think it's John Mellencamp. Uh, Where was I going? (laughs) Born in a small town. He got distracted by music. Yeah, I was going to start singing the song. And then it just triggered um, a memory of I had an overnight in a certain Canadian city. And I was I got into the elevator and he and his bandmates were in the elevator. No way. Yeah. So then I was going to tell you that story. And I totally forgot. (laughs) Anyhow, we left the small town when I was about seven or eight years old. Even before we left that small town, I knew that I was a city girl. And the biggest city at that point that I had been to was not, it was a couple hundred thousand people, but I knew that I was a city girl. And you, would you consider yourself a city girl or Um, a town girl? It depends. I think I'm more of a suburbia girl. So I like- It's a non-answer. It's a non-answer. It's a very Maya answer. (laughs) Um, There's parts of both that I like. I like the ease for things like medical appointments and that sort of thing, not having to take a whole day out Mm -hmm. of your life to make a special trip into the city to do it. I can live in both. Honestly, I really can. I'm very adaptable. But it's it's a hard one for me to answer because there's things about both that I love. I like yeah. that in a bigger city, my neighbors can see what kind of shampoo and conditioner I use, but they don't have to make up stories about it because <laughs> I don't know my neighbor. I see what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> we're, we're so close proximity-wise that they mm. can see my mm-hmm. trash or whatever, but they don't gossip about it. I understand what you're saying. So, yes. 
Woo, doggy, did I experience that after I came back from overseas, as we had discussed, I think the last episode. So, yeah. But I had come back from overseas with pretty much just the clothes on my back. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed with my parents where they had retired since I was overseas into a small resort type town and ended up staying with them and discovering, wow, wow. Oh. Gosh, everybody thinks that they know what's going on with everyone else. Exactly. Do you think there are benefits to a smaller town? That community feel? Let's not call it small town, that community. Community, yes. Okay. So what I can add to this, and when I saw the subject and the topic and the outline of what you had come up with, it did bring me back to when I lived in that small town. Mm -hmm. It was a small prairie town. And I do remember that my dad had been promoted and that's why we were moving. There was an entire community that came out, including my dad's workplace, and they threw our family a going away party. The community was there and they were all congratulating my dad and our family. They were so happy we were moving up and on. And it was like this potluck and gifts were given. You know, you kind of just think that that's the way that life is when you're a kid, because I was all what six or seven years old at Mm -hmm. the time. It brought me back, this outline brought me back to that and thinking about that, that would never happen in a city. Not to that extent. It could be like an organization that you or a club that you belong to, like if it were, let's, you know, just your workmates or, or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it was for our entire family. We all got gifts and they brought their families. Slideshow, the whole deal. So that I thought was really cool. And it brought that to mind because that would never happen in the city. Another, interested to get your thoughts on this. Do you think that lockdown was easier or harder for those in smaller communities? Never even thought about it until now. And that's a really good question. Is it easier or harder in a city? Or is it the same, but different kinds of hard? I don't want to take away from one or the other. My personal opinion, I think it would be easier to be locked down in a city because even though you're locked down, you still have grocery stores that are open. I can still literally walk across the street to a grocery store. I see what you're saying. And case in point, when we did our little getaway and there was absolutely nothing open, nothing. There wasn't anything like any activity in the town. That town relies on that. That's their livelihood. So in saying that and seeing that and thinking, it almost made me feel sad Mm -hmm. for the community in saying that you're absolutely right. I feel like it would be easier in a city. It's a different kind of heart. It's hurting, whether it's decrease in air travel or people coming in from other towns. Um, We were supporting local because it was a mental health escape. That's why we did it. It wasn't mm-hmm. us flouting rules. We were very compliant with the regulations. We were actually more compliant with the regulations than most. Coming from the industry that we do as well in aviation, <clears throat> we tend to have that overflow and not disrespect it. Exactly. We still respect it in our everyday lives. Exactly. And that's Sorry been in- no, that's, that's been instilled in us from day one in our industry is you respect the cultures and, and customs of the place that you're going. That's right. We are not allowed to wear khaki pants or cargo pants in certain destinations. Yeah. There's certain destinations that those sorts of attire are not permitted because it's seen as military-esque or anything military-esque is not, it's seen as threatening and it it puts a target on your back. So we respect those customs and cultures and COVID protocols are part and parcel to that instilled in us for eons. What are the disadvantages to living in a city? disadvantages of living in a city. You could become completely anonymous and disappear. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's not always a good thing. Mm-hmm. You look at it both ways. Sometimes that is a good thing, but sometimes it isn't. Mm-hmm. The stress levels 
the road rage, the impatience with each other, I think runs deep in cities, so much different. And you don't see that as often in towns. And you might even see a difference in that even when you're traveling back and forth to see your parents in the summertime because you guys drive frequently. I haven't done that drive, so you know this that stretch of road better than I do. I know when I'm going to work, I have to allow more time because I know that there is a chance that somebody is not going to let me merge mm-hmm. because their time is more important than mine is. Mm-hmm. Three lanes open to their left, but they need the exit four down, so they're going to stay in the right lane. And I'm trying to merge into traffic at speed. And they're slowing down because their exit's coming up in four exits and they won't let me in. And that drives me crazy. Do you see that when you're traveling to where your parents live? Is it as big a problem there? Because if if that's still a city, but it's not as big a city. Their city's much different though. Yes, it is a very different city. Because it is people from everywhere else. And maybe that's not the best example. However, other small towns along the way that we know so well, Mm -hmm. I would have to say that I don't ever really notice that. To be honest, I think it's one of those just, things that we notice that when it's an issue and it's more of an issue in a bigger city. Yes, it certainly is. Another good example too, this was just on Friday when I was picking up kiddo at school and I had parked in our parking lot. I had parked in the parking lot across from the school. Did you create a sp- space parking or did you park in a space? I parked in a space. What? And got out to get the kiddo, grabbed her from school. A couple minutes later, we returned to the vehicle and I put her on her side. I come around to my side and there is a vehicle that's pulled in so close and the mama is on her side of the vehicle and I'm standing there and it's quite cold outside and I'm standing and I'm waiting. And after about two minutes of nothing, she knows that I'm standing there while she was doing whatever she had to do. I have no idea. I just said, excuse me. And she gave me the dirtiest look of death Mm -hmm. that I actually was like, okay, okay. It actually made me stop. And that's what you get in the city. I wouldn't expect that as much in a town. Are people more respectful in areas where they know people? Is that why? Or I, they- I don't know if it's that. I think it's just, I think it's some of the, you hit the nail on the head with the stress. I feel like in cities, there's a lot of keeping up with the Joneses, whether or not you can or can't. Okay. And, yeah. it, and you see these rivalries on, and I see it a lot in suburbia too, where people have to have the best of the best, regardless of the cost. And they will go to great lengths to make sure that they have the best mm-hmm. of the best or look like they have the best of the best. Or look like they have the best of the best. Those are key words right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. So you said both, city girl or town girl. It depends. I can I can honestly live both. When I would go to Newfoundland annually, I loved that week in Newfoundland because I was completely incommunicado. There was no cell phone reception. But by the end of the week, I was ready to come back to my city life and be able to If I wake up and realize that I don't have strawberries for breakfast, I can literally throw a sweatshirt on and go get strawberries and be home and have breakfast made within 15 minutes. Whereas for them, it's a huge ordeal. And for a quart of strawberries were $7.99 and they were half rotten. Wow. Yeah, I can live. I can live both. I really Mm -hmm. can. And I think part of that is the way I grew up too, because when we were in South Africa, we were always Mm -hmm. in cities. When we first came to Canada, we were in a city, but every summer we would vacation at our cottage, which was very, very remote. And my dad would 
drive us up, drop us off. He would come up on the weekends because he would have to work. And when we had access to a vehicle was when we would get groceries, but we were reliant on other people to Mm -hmm. go into the next town over, which was an hour and a half away to get things like apples and oranges and bananas and things like that. So I think that's why I can adapt in both is because that's what I'm accustomed to. I do need my escapes too. And I need to take them more regularly Mm -hmm. to places like we went the other day because that's what I need to be grounded. But Mm -hmm. that's also partly why where I currently live was a good fit for me at the time. Is that right? And I mean, where I want to live is closer to where you are, but it's just not on my current salary. It's never going to happen. What are the advantages that you can think of or what's the draw to a country life? The fresh air, the outdoors. No neighbors. Serenity, the calmness. It's a different pace. It's a very different pace. And you learn what you actually need versus what you don't. That's true. That's a good way to put it too. You don't need those daily trips to the grocery store. Starbucks addiction here. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. But you find ways to work around that. And some people can do it and some people can't. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just mm-hmm. some people are just more accustomed and more adapted to whatever. And I think I think you would be able to. I think you could. Don't get me wrong. I could live happily and so content mm-hmm. in a town. What I can't live with is a small community of gossip. Yes, and, and that's, that's not what I'm talking about. And I think nowadays, just with the world where it is, but maybe it's different because I don't have kids, whereas you have kids and some of that comes with that. Oh, I lived in a small community before I was married and had kids, and it is the last place I'd ever want to live again on Earth. Okay, fair enough. And not the last place ever on Earth, just the last place to live again. Yes, understood. (laughs) Um, What's the best way to cope in both situations? Okay, the best way to cope, and I did this in the small town atmosphere that I was in, I just got busy focusing on me and my circle, regardless of who tried to stick themselves to it or pull me out of it. And I really got focused on that. So the relationship, which is why I ended up staying in that town, the relationship I was in focused on that. I focused directly on my family. And then I went to the gym and just sort of built, built a little bit of a wall. So would you say you maximized the positives? Yes. In that place, I gave that place a go. Yeah. I maximize the positives. You sound like a psychologist right now. Well, I mean, I don't want to say anything, but. (laughs) How about you? I want to hear from you. Um, That's basically it. It's that you find the good and you work on that and you stick with that and um, find what works for you and do the best with what you're given, basically. Mm -hmm. I was also thinking about, and I don't know if this is politically correct. I apologize if it's not. The Negro spirituals. Okay, what's this? So Negro spirituals are songs that they sang while they were in slave camps and that sort of thing. Yes. To keep themselves going. Motivated. Motivated and that sort of thing. So it's finding the beauty in the ashes and finding that good and finding something to hold on to, to make it Mm -hmm. worth it. But there's something so inspiring about that, that you can find that the good in all of that. And I mean, if anybody had it bad- that's a prime example right there. And that's a really good analogy to use. It's songs that we know that are Negro spirituals. Now in was in good old Louie. Yeah. Let my people go. Those are the types of things that I think about. Focusing on the 
good rather than the bad. Finding community is key too. Um, it is. My mom We're and my, social creatures. We are. My mom and my dad have both read a book that I had recommended to them. It's just too heavy for me to read right now. Like heavy as in actually too heavy because it's a hardcover book. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Lost Connections. It's by Johan Hari. How I got introduced to him was a guest. He was a guest on Armchair Expert. And it's ah. one of my favorite episodes. But he talks about depression and anxiety and drug addiction and that sort of thing. And in that book, Lost Connections, he actually starts talking about how the drug enforcement agency had such an integral part in the death of Miss Halliday, as in Billy Halliday. And is that right? Her how her drug addiction started and the race connection. But in that book as well, what he talks about so much is that we are such creatures of community and needing purpose and value that that is as important as having anything else. And that's that's the key to thriving. And that's the ones who overcame slavery mm-hmm. are so inspiring is they uh, yes, their jobs were menial and they were belittled and they held on to that hope and that grace and that love and rose above it and knew that they were destined for more. I love that this took such a left turn. <laughs> it seemed like it was going to be a light, fluffy. And I'm just sitting here in awe, hanging on to every word because I'm like, yes, I never thought of it that way. All that to say, whether you are a country mouse or a city mouse. Mm-hmm find your tribe and love them hard. That's right. I love it. Well put. Is that our cue that we're going to start closing? I think so, yeah. I think that's the best. That was so nice. All right. Well, my T-Rex friend, I think it's time to let you rest. Yeah, I probably should. As I said before, yay for being able to put on my own pants. Had a girl. Um, we do thank you for joining us week after week. If you could do us a huge favor and continue to share our silliness with whomever you may think would benefit from it or a good belly laugh, you can find Back Alley Banter on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and now officially on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at Back Alley Banter. We're now on Facebook and Twitter as well. Or you can catch up with us on the interwebs at BackAlleyBanter.com. Thank you for sharing your day with us. We wouldn't be in our seats if you weren't in yours. We do know that you have choices in podcasts out there, and we're sure glad that you chose ours. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. More of you downloaded this time, but none of you are rating on Apple. In order for us to be able to get our content out to more people, we need your help. You don't need to use Apple's platform. Just simply visit Apple Podcasts, search for Back Alley Banter, do us a solid rate and review. It'll go a long way for us to be able to offer some pretty cool things to you down the road. Puts us out there to people who would like to partner with us and offer you discounts. Help us help you. And goodbyes are not forever. Goodbyes are not the end. It simply means... I'll miss you. Until we meet again. Be kind. Be safe. Until we meet again. Find your tribe. Love them hard. Love it. And love you, Maya. Love you too. Thank you for your attention, and we hope to welcome you on board in the near future.